five, four, three, two, one. Lift off of the Falcon 9. Hi, I'm Mark Boucher, and this is the Space Q Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Don't Let Go Canada Coalition. For 60 years, Canada has been a space leader. We help build the International Space Station and land astronauts on the moon. Back on Earth, we leverage our space capabilities every day to push boundaries in medicine, communications, and environmental monitoring. The clear vision and commitment of previous governments helped drive this forward, but now our country faces a decision point and we need to act. Please visit don'tletgocanada.ca and join the campaign to help us keep innovation, jobs, and our best and brightest in Canada. The universe needs more Canada. Don't let go, Canada. Welcome to our three-week winter series. As with our summer series, we'll be bringing you three recent important news updates and talks on topics we think you'll find interesting. Our regular interviews will resume on January 17th, where we'll discuss Canada's Arctic with a focus on security and space. This week, we have a news update from NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, which features the first-ever sounds of Martian winds. The sounds were recorded by NASA's InSight lander 10 days after it safely landed on the Red Planet. The panelists you'll hear from are Bruce Baynert, InSight Principal Investigator, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, Thomas Pike, Short Period Seismometer Science Lead, Imperial College, London, Don Banfield, Auxiliary Payload Sensor Subsystem Science Lead from Cornell University, and Lori Gaze, Acting Director of Planetary Science, NASA Headquarters. A link to the supporting visuals is available in the story that accompanies this episode on spaceq.ca. Listen in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our NASA InSight Telecon. Uh, Sorry for the delay. We just want to make sure all our materials are up and available for you guys because this is going to be a multimedia presentation here. Um, If you guys have earphones and subwoofers, you got to make sure that you have them handy. So as you guys know, InSight landed um, on Mars on November 26th to study its deep interior. Um, And now we've got some folks who are really excited to share some additional um, results with you. So I'm Jari Cook. I'm the moderator. Uh, I'm from NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. We manage InSight for NASA headquarters. And we've got four great speakers for you today. Um, The first speaker will be Lori Glaze. She's the Acting Director of Planetary Science from NASA Headquarters. So she's going to go first, and just to note that she's only going to be with us until about 10 a.m. Pacific time or 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, After Lori will be Bruce Bannert. He is the InSight Principal Investigator. He's based here at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Then we have Tom Pike. He is the Short Period Seismometer Lead from Imperial College in London. And then we also have Don Banfield. He's the Auxiliary Payload Sensor Subsystem Lead uh, from Cornell. And the APSS are the environmental sensors on InSight, just so that you guys know. Um, You guys should also know that there's a follow-along page. Um, It's at https colon slash slash www 
www.nasa.gov slash insightmarswind. So as they call out their graphics, if you are on the follow-along page, you'll see what they're sort of pointing out to, uh, pointing out. So um, I'm going to turn it over to Lori. Great. Thank you, Jari. I'm really happy to be here today. This is a, an exciting, uh, such an exciting mission, and, and it's fun to, to be part of this, uh, this briefing here today. Um, you know, there's four rocky planets in our solar system, Venus, Earth, Mercury, and Mars. And in trying to understand how planets form and evolve over time, uh, we need to understand each one of those rocky planets to really get a better picture of, of how these types of planets form and evolve. And, and the InSight mission is a fantastic way to look at the inside of Mars. And what's really cool to me, we're all still on a high from the landing last week, and we're all still really excited about that. And here we are um, less than two weeks after landing, and we've already got some amazing uh, new science. Um, this is, it's cool, it's fun, you're gonna enjoy listening to the sounds that you're gonna hear, but the part I find fascinating is the science that's already been done and what we've already uh, learned from, from listening to and, and looking at these data. Um, so with that, I wanna hand it over to the folks who can really tell you a lot more about this mission and about the, the, the stuff you're gonna see and hear about today. I'm gonna hand it over to Dr. Bruce Bannert, who's the principal investigator for the InSight mission. Hey, thanks, Lori. So we've been on Mars uh, for, for 11 days now, or 11 sols, as we call the days on Mars, and uh, we've been really busy. Um, I've, I've sort of uh, pitched this as, as kind of a slow-motion mission because we're, we're here for the long run. We have a, a two-year mission to uh, acquire the seismic, uh, thermal, uh, environmental and tracking data that we're going to use to study the deep, deep interior of Mars. And it's going to take us a while to get our instruments all set up on the ground and ready to start taking that, uh, that data that's going to, to uh, uh, allow us to probe deep down to the core of Mars. But meanwhile, uh, this, this first couple of weeks and couple of months, really, we're going to be you know, checking out the instruments, uh, getting them situated on the surface and so forth. And so we started down that road. Um, this first uh, image that I have up here is, is actually an image that came down just yesterday. Um, it's uh, a, a raw image, so the colors are a little bit uh, muted in this image, but you can see uh, the, the, the horizon, see the rocks in the distance, uh, see the fascinating uh, panorama of Mars kind of that's going to unfold in, in front of us in, in the next few days as we uh, start bringing down more images. It also shows the, the solar panel, which actually plays uh, a kind of a key role in what we're talking about today, and, and uh, uh, Dr. Pipe will, will, will talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, if you, if you uh, look at the, the second image we have up here, it show, actually shows our instruments on the deck. And so uh, the, the uh, copper-colored uh, object in the foreground, that's our seismometer. That's the, the, the instrument that's measuring uh, vibrations. And in this case, we're measuring vibrations still on the deck since we haven't been uh, taken off the deck. And that's very key, again, to what we're going to be talking about today. Um, right behind it, that white dome, is the wind and thermal shield that eventually is going to be taken off the spacecraft, put over the seismometer to, to protect it from the wind. But underneath that dome that you can't see right now is actually the inlet for our pressure sensor. It allows the uh, air on the outside of the spacecraft to communicate down to our pressure sensor that's uh, uh, situated nice and snug down inside the, uh, the lander where it's uh, protected from, from temperature variations. And uh, we actually have some interesting data. So we've been taking some data while we're on the deck. Um, this is not data that's going to tell us much about the inside of Mars, but it's actually 
data that, first, allows us to, to make sure our instruments are working properly, and second, uh, allows us to kind of characterize the vibrational environment of, of the lander. And um, we really weren't expecting to get uh, much more out of this, but uh, as, as we were looking at the data and realizing uh, the, the frequencies that we're measuring and the frequencies that are audible to the human ear, we realized that we had an opportunity to get a very unique data set out of this, and uh, that's what we're here to talk about today. And to, to uh, explain to you exactly what we have, uh, I think we have uh, Dr. Tom Pike here who's been uh, in charge of getting the uh, short period sensors uh, to Mars and in interpreting their data once we get here. Okay, thanks uh, very much, Bruce. Yes, this is the very first 15 minutes of data that have come from the short period seismometer. So these, there are three sensors in the short period seismometer, and these sensors are part of size, the entire seismic package that we're going to be putting down onto the ground. But these were turned on for, first of all, to make sure that we had arrived to Mars in one piece. And I think let's first of all start off with, if you could get the uh, uh, plug into the follow-along site and uh, listen for at least a, a, a few seconds to this first uh, clip of 20 seconds of sound in the baseband. So this has not been um, modified in any way. This is the raw data that you're hearing through your headphones. So go ahead and listen now. Okay, so at the risk of that being dead air, uh, that should have been, you should have been able to hear a low rumble as the winds were, the winds are coming over the solar panels. As they move over the solar panels, they cause vibrations of the entire spacecraft. And it's those vibrations that the short period sensors are able to pick up. In fact, you can think of it rather in the same way as the human ear uh, how we, in fact, listen. The air pressure comes in, it hits the eardrum, that then goes through the inner ear to the cochlea where the vibrations of the eardrum are amplified and then detected electronically. Those, that data then goes to the brain. Um, if we look at it this way, we can see that the solar panels are like the eardrum, the spacecraft structure is like the inner ear, the hammer, the anvil, the stirrup that then goes to the cochlea, which is the short period seismometer, and then the e-box, the electronics box of uh, size, converts those to the data that we then send back to Earth. And what we are then uh, able to hear as we just take that data and play it back through your earphones is the vibrations that the winds are causing to the spacecraft as the solar panels are moved by the wind. Now, that's pretty difficult to hear because we're only going up to a little less than 50 hertz in frequency, which is right at the bottom of human hearing. So we've taken this file, and if you go to the next uh, video in the set, you'll be able to play that uh, multiplied up by, actually shifted up by a couple of octaves. So it's the same sound file, but this is just played to make it a little more audible. So you can listen to that now. I'll give you a, a few seconds to listen to that.
hope you could hear that better. Now, if we actually look at that sound, and the way we're looking at this sound in the next uh, picture below is in a spectrogram, and the way we produce that sound, it is a stereo sound from two of the sensors, the short period sensors. And in this uh, image, you can see the spectrum, the frequency content of that sound over the entire 1,000 seconds, or a little less than 20 minutes of this initial recording. And you can read it like music. At the bottom end of the range, the lowest frequencies are at the bottom of the image, the highest frequencies at the top, and you can see that the loud parts of the sound are colored red, the quiet parts blue, so you can see we're losing response right up at the high frequency end. But below that, and what you are hearing, are the resonances, the distinct vibrations which we think are the spacecraft both picking up the wind through the solar panels and also interacting with the, uh, the regolith, the soil of Mars below it. Now, what you see as you move across is these quite steady tones as the spacecraft is responding to the, uh, the, the wind coming in and exciting, uh, exciting the structure. So it's a little like a flag uh, waving in the wind. Um, you've got both the interactions of the wind on the, um, on the flag. You've got the, the flagpole, the vibrations that can be picked up there, and then the very sensitive sensors that we have at the other end picking up these vibrations. And these are very, very small vibrations. You will not see in the images any blur. All of the images that we've been taken down um, the issue that we have is making sure that there's not dust in the image, but the images themselves are pinpoint uh, clear as far as vibrations are concerned. So if we go to the next image, um, you can see that the vibrations that we're picking up, um, so this is an overlay of the uh, direction of the vibrations of the lander, and they're colored for the different frequencies that we're picking up. and. That's overlaid over our landing site where we think we put down. And in the background, you can see that there are these linear streaks all the way across the image running from the northwest to the southeast. And these are due to the uh, dust devils moving across this particular area of Mars. We've got, we know that at this time of year, it's fairly active from a wind point of view, and we know that the wind, or rather we suspect, and the dust devils have indicated this, that the wind is blowing generally pretty steadily, and the dust devil tracks show this. So when you overlay the vibrations we're picking up from the lander, you can see that they align very well with the direction of the wind. So in some ways, the seismometer um, is acting a little like a weather vane. It's telling us the direction that the wind is coming from. Now, to be able to do this, we have to have a very sensitive uh, sensor at the other end. So if you go to the next image, you can see the sensor that we made. In fact, we made three of these sensors at Imperial. This is a, a spare sensor here. And this compared is just a little less than an inch in size, um, about the si same size as a two-euro uh, coin. And it's carved out of a single piece of silicon. And as the silicon vibrates, we pick up that vibration with 
the, uh, our sensor electronics. The sensor electronics are made at Oxford University, and then that signal is passed to uh, a bunch of control and signal processing electronics from ETH Zurich, and then that is taken back to Earth. But this is the front end, the sensor front end. As I said, there's three of those. They are there to, at the moment, to really check out the environment. We're not expecting this part of the mission to be the main seismic part because what we need to do to get the good seismic signals is to get really down onto the surface of Mars. But before we do that, we need to understand how the lander is going to pick up the environment, and particularly from the wind, and then itself transfer the signals to our seismometer. And the better we understand that, the better we can subtract those effects so that instead of hearing what's going on on top of the surface of Mars, we're listening to what is going deep underneath. So I think this is, if we go to the next image, this is where I'll, I'll hand over to Don Banfield uh, from Cornell, who's going to talk about another way that we've been detecting the, the motion of the wind uh, on the InSight lander. Thanks, Tom. Um, so you've just heard the vibrations the wind caused on the spacecraft itself, but InSight has a way to also directly record the air vibrations. That is the sound you would hear if you were sitting on the InSight deck. Um, this first graphic is uh, a good one to reference right now. So InSight carries a pressure sensor, and it's used to remove the atmospheric effects that can reduce the seismometer's sensitivity to detect Mars quakes. But in addition to its service to do that, to improve InSight seismology mission, we can also use the pressure sensor to study the atmosphere itself. Um, we expect to capture the pressure signature of the weather near the lander, including things, exciting things like the nearby passage of dust devils, um, but with the pressure sensor, we can also capture sounds from natural sources. Um, one of the things we hope to maybe capture over the duration of the mission is things like meteors exploding in the atmosphere. So right now, as Bruce said earlier, the pressure sensor inlet sits underneath the wind and thermal shield. So the white dome that you see there with the ghostly blue outline, the white dome is the wind and thermal shield. The ghostly blue outline is the pressure sensor's inlet that sits underneath it. Um, if you go to the next graphic. Um, so in, in the audio clip that we've got right now, we're hearing sounds mostly produced by the wind blowing over the lander and through the wind and thermal shield and then entering the pressure sensor inlet. In a few weeks, once we'll take the wind and thermal shield off where it sits over that inlet and put it on top of the seismometer, um, the pressure sensor inlet will be completely uncovered and work better to um, hear environmental sounds clearly. So Mars has a thin CO2 atmosphere, and it attenuates sound much more than Earth's atmosphere does, especially in the audio range and above. So if we were having this conversation on Mars, and if we could breathe there, um, I would sound very muffled. It would probably be difficult to understand me if you weren't sitting right next to me. However, um, on Mars, low-frequency sounds, those that are below which humans can hear, but perhaps elephants and whales can hear, um, those propagate on Mars nearly as well as on Earth. So the pressure sensor um, actually can only record these low-frequency sounds, which are called infrasound. So to make that something that's interesting to humans to hear, we've um, shifted the infrasound in the, from the pressure sensor recording 
um, and that's recording the turbulent wind noise blowing over the rover. We've shifted that up into the human audible range by speeding the clip up by a factor of um, 100, which shifts the frequencies up by that same factor of 100, which is about, a, which is about six octaves. Um, now maybe it's probably a good time to play this last clip from the pressure sensor wind. Part of the reason that planetary exploration is so exciting is that it gives us virtual telepresence on another planet. And usually we do that with images. Um, and we've got a lot of nice images from inside already. But now we also have sound. So humans are multi-sensor people. And now we have two of our sensors um, turned on with this mission. Um, personally, listening to the sound from the pressure sensor reminds me of sitting outside on a windy summer afternoon um, listening to the turbulent gusts come and go and, and whistle through your ears. Um, in some sense, this is what it would sound like if you were sitting on the inside lander on Mars. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of the Space Cube podcast. If you like this show, please support us on Patreon. The address is patreon.com slash We really appreciate feedback. And to help us, we ask you consider to write a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music if you're so inclined. If you have any comments on this episode, you can email me at podcast at spaceq.ca or you can post them on our website at spaceq.ca where you'll find an archive of each episode. If you send me a comment by email, I'll write back to you as soon as I can. On Twitter, you can follow us at Canada in Space. And if you use Facebook, you can find all our articles and links to the podcast on our page, The Space Q. If you like the show, please subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app.